0: It's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. It's the Ben's Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We all go sippy, yo Hard time calling for your long trots You might learn something, you'll never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you mind It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm on my laptop cruising these tweets. Yeah. I've got plenty, plenty straws that are waiting and they're ready to fling. Ooh. I scroll up. Anticipating if I need to curse, I won't keep it waiting. I got plans to tell you to suck places I've never seen. If you know what I mean, I'll cuss you right, I will. I'll cuss you right, I will. I'll tell you, suck your mum, and I don't care how you feel. Oi, oi, is that not the best one I have dropped to date? Arguably so. Some of you might be like, actually, I think that this one was the best and this one was the best. I might do a Christmas one, yeah, where I just do, like, the best of these remixes and you can submit, like, you can nominate which ones you thought were lit. And I'll just make an episode simply of the tracks, of the bits, of the bars. Right. (laughs) Hello. Hello there. It's Hyacinth Bouquet. Not Bucket. Well, if you, don't, if you don't know that cultural reference, sorry for your life. Um, old, 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 old um, TV series. Um, so it's me. It's me, Kalechi. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what, what, that's right, suck your blood clap, mother. So yeah, unofficially known as say, <laughs> suck your mum. So yeah, this is Say Your Mind and that's what we will be doing. I already know, I already know what the title of this episode will be just because I went to watch something that rather, you know, affected me. I thought it was um, really, really well done. Um, so yeah, I'll be talking a little bit about that uh, shortly, um, As always, super psyched to be here. Uh, Wow, imagine, a whole me is managing these weekly episodes and I've actually found um, a studio that's a little closer, even closer rather, to me than here in Peknam. Um, yeah, I found one that's even closer. So I might check them out, see if they are cool or if they move mad. We will see. Um, it's actually in the same place where I go to the gym. So that'll be sick. Do a workout and then go and record an episode. Isn't that living? Isn't that luxurious living? So thank you for tuning in. Of all the things you could be doing right now, you're tuning into this episode and I appreciate you. There's a lot to talk about. Um a lot to t- or talk about. Um, well, this week, what have I done? Well, last week, not this week. Last week, I went to give, um, you know, my Sally and HR um, inclusion, diversity and inclusion presentation. I did another one, again, for the police. This time it was for trainee detectives. So the first one was for, um, you know, entry level like policemen. Um, and this one was for um trainee detective so they go like direct into being detectives so I was giving them the talk and I actually something I prayed and something hit me different um not prayed in my usual way because you know I think I I've I'm stuck at the moment before my 33rd birthday I just found that I was unable to like really pray and meditate in the usual way that I would. I mean, I'm still having conversations with God. I'm still having conversations with my guides, and I guess that's prayer in itself, but I'm really into like having a section of time where I take out my Bible and pick a psalm, uh, pick a psalm, any psalm, yeah, pick a psalm, and um i I pray and I do all of that, but I haven't been able to I don't know, I just feel out of sorts and I haven't quite decided why that is but I I guess it's because so much is going on and I'm still processing being a mother I I honestly am I'm still processing this new identity I don't even think I refer to myself as a mother I think it's even weird when I call up the GP to like book things and um, for and I'm like oh my son um is born on this day I'm like my son <laughs> Come on, see this one with the baby. Come on, see this one with this son. Yeah, so I think that it's, um, you know, readjusting to this new identity or this, you know, this addition to my identity that's rather, yeah, it's rather disconcerting. It's throwing me a bit, but I think that, you know, it takes time to settle in. And I think being the kind of person I am so aware of myself and everything, I'm... I'm aware that this process is happening, so it makes it difficult to kind of do other things. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So I prayed um, in a different way, I guess. And I had this spark of um, inspiration that actually, why am I going into these talks Uh, discussing, well, I don't bother discussing fucking diversity and inclusion anyway. I just talk about racism. But the thing is, I talk, I I talk to these people about racism as if they already know. So I thought, nah, break it all the way down. And I was recently writing quite um, an extensive piece of work. And in there, I talk about the, how we got here in terms of racism and how race was constructed and how it's a mechanism and things like that. So I just thought, boom, use that section and use it to frame what you're talking about. So, um, so that's what I did. So I actually started with like the history of race, and therefore we translate, and um, then we kind of travel into discussing racism. And their minds were blown. And the first question I asked them when I stepped up in the room was um, because the title of my presentation is "How Sally in HR Presents." How is that racist? And I said to them in the room, "Have you have?" And this is we're talking about over like ninety-five odd detectives, yeah, ninety-five people in this room. I'm like, "Have any of you questioned?" why something is racist. And I think there were only like, I want to say like six top, six people that were non-white in that room of like 95 something plus people, 93, I don't know. But more than 93 people are in that room, right? And, um... Only two people put their hands up. And I'm thinking, you're lying. You're lying. Because when you now enter your anonymous mode on social media, you're the first ones that will be harking on about, oh, how's that racist? How's that racist? Honestly, oh, oh, I haven't got a racist bone in my body. Like oh, I, I love everybody. But, you know, I'm not being funny, but I'm not being funny. I'm not being funny. Whenever people go, I'm not being funny, whatever they're about to say is going to be a funny as fuck. It's like, I'm not being funny, but... I just don't want them in my country. I just—it's just my opinion. I, d- I just don't want them in my country. I just want them to get out. So you're lying if you say that you don't know. Um, you've never questioned why something is um racist. So um, I started that conversation basically like that, and I said, mm, "Don't quite believe that," and started having this conversation. It took them a while to warm up. There was one woman; her arms was crossed the entire time. One blonde woman; her arms was crossed. She wasn't trying to engage, like, she kept answering in the wrong places when I asked, have you ever considered that you're a white person? The fact that I'm referring to you as white people right now, how does that make you feel? Do you feel uncomfortable? And they were looking around, and then I said to the, those in the room who are non-white, how often are you referred to by what people deem you to be? And then she's trying to answer, I'm thinking, babe, you are what, you're white, no one was talking to you? Um, but by the end, she was, she was engaging, um it was it was really really transformative i loved doing it and i don't know if i can do them very often because they do they are emotionally draining imagine um the kind of tension that we have um as black people with the police generally and how black people especially black men and boys are treated and i'm i'm in this room um giving you know in in this kind of giving my knowledge and giving in this kind of emotional labor way but I think that if we want to affect change you have to be willing to go into these rooms and have these conversations and you know to be honest fam I'm about to blow like let me just speak it over my existence in it I'm blowing I'm not even I'm about to blow because the the universe doesn't understand you know time yeah I have blown I am blowing I am currently blow yeah, I am blue, right, so I don't know how much time I will have in the future to be able to engage with people in this way, and do these sorts of things, so while I have time, while you man aren't running down my autograph, yeah, let me just be doing these things, and be um, having these conversations, and obviously, um, we don't you know, you know, we don't do it for cheap because it does, it does take a lot out of me and it does require a lot of planning on my end to make sure that they, these talks are as um, informative as possible. So it's not just the police that need it. I think that from the reactions that I get to Sally in HR, bear of you, man, are having problems in your workplaces and these kind of talks are needed. And I'm not going to do no fucking um diversity talks when we should be talking about racism because we wouldn't need to talk about diversity and inclusion if we weren't dealing with racism right Mm -hmm. cool so yeah so that um was great i took um baby lion with me i took lev with me um and um my partner's mum came as well to kind of help me so she had him for the hour while i was giving the presentation and we had to go all the way to stafford um to give the talk but you know it's the work it's the work that I want to do it's the work that I think is important and I just have to put it out there and again it's just the extent of my range you know the range matters you have to have range and I possess such so use it um so I that was one of the things that I got up to and then I think what else did I want to share well actually when I was doing that talk the way that I got them into talking about the whole thing was because you know English people love to see racism everywhere, but in England. They'll see the racism that's happening in America. Oh my God, that's terrible. That's terrible what's happening to them people in America. Um, and they can see the racism in Bulgaria, right? In the When it was the Bulgarian football match, the 2020 qualifiers, whatever, when England were playing. Um, and I just thought, when I asked them, I said, what was that? They were like, it was racist, it was racist. Oh, it was racist. Why was it racist? Oh, because they were chanting, they were chanting and making monkey noises at the black players and rare, rare, rare. I said, oh, and why is the monkey noise bad? And, you know, talking to them about these things. And so then I could introduce them to um, Sistema Nature, which was one of the first um, books science books, as it were, by, um these names gone out of my head, Um a pussyclar, anyway, that um started discussing race, and he named um, white people, um, homo, europaeus, and black people, homo, afer, and basically said, like, this is the, um, homo, um, europaeus, they're, they're like this, and they're timid, and they're well-mannered, and they're civilized, and then these homo, afer's are basically animals, they're akin to apes, and, you know, these are where these things come from, um, and then, you know, then it was built upon by Johann Blumenbach, who was talking about um, craniology and literally saying that the, the, the shape of our skulls, the shape of black people's skulls meant that they were less intelligent. Like, oh, yeah, they basically can fit less brain in there or whatever. No one asked you lot to have five heads in it. No one asked you lot to have your heads that, that would be doing bang, bang. No one asked you to be having humongous heads. Yeah, nobody. Because upon all that head that you have, upon that, all that skull that you have, seasoning has not entered it. Seasoning has never entered it. So let's just all be serious amongst ourselves, okay? But I just had to point out to them how it's so easy to see the white extremist kind of right-wing racism, but miss out on the very insidious um, institutional and systemic racism that we face globally and they miss that and and most especially in England like they they don't see those things and they think it's just fine but that's the nature of the um, insidious nature of all of this is that it's meant to look normal it's meant to look like part of the culture to just have these views when those views are actually sickening so yeah I just wanted to share that that sometimes you wrangle people in by letting them look outwards and then say to them okay now use those same eyes and come and look inwards Abby come and see so yeah that was sick then um yesterday at the time of recording this, I went to go and watch For All the Women Who Thought They Were Mad. I think it's written by Zawe Ashton. She used to be in I thought it's something meat. Fresh meat. It's not fresh meat. She was, in, she was in a series and I've seen her in another play before. I think it wasn't called The Maids. I saw it at the Trafalgar st- studio. Um, but I went to go and watch it because a baby girl um, is in there. Big up Lyo. She, she's in the play as well. And Jumoke is also in the play. I saw them both in Secret Lives of Babasegi's Wives. And so they're both in this as well. And it's showing at the um, Stoke Newington Town Hall. Not the Shoreditch Town Hall like Diana and I were about to head to stoke newington town hall and i think it's on till the 9th of november i think or maybe it's on later than that but it's really really good it's really it's really really interesting especially as someone who's just had a child i didn't even know what the subject matter was really going to be about but it's 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 really well done the only thing i'd probably say is that the sound was a bit off because of the acoustics of obviously being in this massive town hall sometimes when um the actors were speaking some were like extremely loud and it made it rather jarring and then some just it didn't carry so yeah the space was odd um and i just from a director's point of view i just think having black women and having this um play i guess about black women and and depression and um, postpartum depression and and suicide and things like that having all of those things and for it to be directed by i guess a non black Um, director, I don't know the ins and outs of the director, but I just felt like certain things, certain elements were amiss for that reason, but overall, um, it's a a decent play, it's good, so if you want to go and see something and you live in them ends. And even if you don't live in them ends, go and check it out. Like Nobody's paying me to say this. I literally just wanted to go and see it. And um, I thought, why not recommend? If you want to go and see something, go and see that. So that's pretty much it for the things that I've been up to. I'm just going to jump into the tarot. So I know that some of you like to skip at this bit, but then it still catches your claw anyway because you don't manage to skip far enough. Because <laughs> when the truth is going to catch you, it's going to catch you. Okay. Ooh. The tarot this week, woo, woo, woo. So instead of using the Dope deck, I'm actually using the traditional Rider-Waite deck this week. I just felt like I should. So um, I sometimes do re- readings for um, people in prison, and I send it to them via email. And yeah, the, uh, this was the deck of cards that I was using um, to do that. And I just think that at the moment with this current energy that I have, I, I wanted to go back to the traditional deck. I, th- I feel like it was calling me. So what I've got here is Ace of Cups. I think we had Ace of Cups last week as well. I'm not sure, but we've seen Ace of Cups recently, or maybe it's one of the readings that I've done that I'm thinking about the Ace of Cups. The first card is the Ace of Cups, telling us that um, there's an opportunity for our cups to be filled. There's um, divinely filled and, it's heaven sent. It's heaven sent. This is the thing that you've asked for, that you've wanted, and it's here. So it's been handed to you. It will bring you no drama. It's literally there for the evolution of your soul and for who you are. But the issue then becomes how we view ourselves. So the Queen of Swords came up. So I knew that it was about to fucking drag me because um, I'm a Libra, and this is a, and we're in Libra season still, I think, yeah, or we're, 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 yeah, we're about to leave, or maybe we've left, I don't even know, but um, the Queen of Swords came out, which is the quintessential, like, card for me as a Libra woman, and it came out in reverse, and I think the, ra- the reason I did this is because some of us aren't seeing ourselves as we truly are or as we usually are so it was the queen of swords in reverse and the queen of cups in reverse so it's like we're talking about the head and we're talking about the heart so everything is off kilter if you're somebody that's very usually very logical very good at like um seeing things and being able to um, strategize and, and really think things through at a moment you're just out of sorts and if you're somebody that usually is very empathetic and usually feeling all of these things and feeling all of these things for other people at the moment you just don't have it in you both cards the queen of cups in reverse and the queen of swords in reverse tells me that a divine opportunity has come forward you're aware that the divine opportunity is here, but you're fucking exhausted. You're exhausted. So you don't even have the energy to tap into your usual badass nature um, or your loving nature to embrace it. Um, you're either thinking too much with your head or you're thinking too much with your heart. Like it's it, in your natural characteristic. You're literally the opposite of yourself right now. It's Everything's just off kilter. Um, and I can definitely relate to these cards because I feel that way. And I, you know, I I even alluded to that earlier, um, when I was talking that I haven't been able to pray in the same way. I haven't been able to pray in the same way because I don't even know really who I am right now. And I think that that's a good thing because it's the ego that says I am this, I am that, like I mentioned last week. So it's maybe a good thing to not feel like I am a who, but remembering that I am a I guess I'm a what, because I'm part of everything. And yeah, it's 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 a really interesting space that I find myself. And noting all of the people around me who require so much of me, and me still being able to show up for them. And I think that that's what's mad about the queen energy in the cards, because the queens in the card deck are the ones that that reign supreme, that show up all of the time to make sure that all of the other cards in on in the deck are doing what they need to be doing. All the other people in your life are doing what they need to be doing. Like you are there to check on everybody. So even though you are aware that you are exhausted, it's almost like this reserve tank that you have. You always tap into that tank to make sure that everybody's okay. But the mad thing is people aren't even appreciating it because Yes, I know that um, there are people like myself who are very hyperfunctional and, you know, it's something that I discuss in therapy. I'm not very good at asking for help, um, but I've been working on it in therapy. So even if I'm not asking for help now, I'm getting better at saying, look, I need space to recoup. I need space for this. I need space for that. I don't like being called this. I don't like being called that. You know, I'm trying to be more um forthright with setting boundaries and things like that but I find that people either online or even in my personal life they don't seem to want to respect those boundaries because it's just like but you're so strong but you're usually ever giving why don't you just give some more now and what's the problem with saying this you know you can deal with it I don't see the problem because everyone's used to you just like taking everything it, absorbing all of it and transmuting it out into energy that's positive and basically now I think that some of us are really clogged up with all of the energy we've had to absorb and we can't transmute it anymore it's stuck inside and so that's why it's hard to Um, engage with the new blessing that's come through, whether it's work opportunities, it's just work opportunities, new relationships, whatever it might be, it's something that you've really, really wanted, but now it's arrived, you're too exhausted to even like appreciate it, or to to walk with it, or to walk in it, Um, and then the last card that came out for all of that, that came out upright even, was the five of swords, and I think that cable card came up because there has been conflict, there's this internal conflict with, oh, but I need to care for everyone. But if I don't care for them, who will? Fuck everyone. Fuck everyone. Like, write that down. Like, write that down if you're listening to this on a Monday or whenever the fuck you're listening to this, yeah? Write it in your diary or write it as a note and screenshot it and make it your screensaver. For the rest of today, fuck everybody, I don't mean literally go and fuck everybody, but if you want to do that also, that means that's your prerogative, but um, literally fuck everybody, fuck everyone, take time out to yourself because the thing is, hmm, nobody is indispensable, like my mum used to say this to me all of the time, nobody is indispensable, sis, bro, sibling, if you're non-binary, right, if you come and die because of everybody else, when you now die, they'll continue people will continue. Don't don't start tying all of your worth and all of your, your reason for being to other people and wanting to be everything to everyone. Because fam, if you wear yourself down, if you fuck yourself over, when you are not here, people will continue. You are your number one priority. Your happiness comes first. I don't care what the fuck anybody else has told you today, yesterday, tomorrow. Your happiness comes first because doing all of this martyrdom, martyrdom, even that is narcissistic in itself, Like wanting to give of yourself, Oh, look at me always giving of myself, Oh, ever sacrificing myself. And I'm talking about that in a way that it's a self-drag because that's an aspect of self-righteousness. Get rid of it. Get rid of it because that too is can become addictive. That too is just as destructive as being the other way as well. You know, people can become addicted to doing good acts because the good acts tell other people, look at me, I'm good. Look at me, approve of me. Look at me, love me. Look at me, accept me. When all of this outward, you know, posturing isn't doing anything for your inward life. Yeah. You are the one that has to live in you. So you have to be happy with who you are. And if you're busy trying to make everybody else on the outside happy, because that in some way you feel like it will feed how you feel about yourself on the inside, you're wasting your fucking time because there has to be a balance. Yes, obviously we want to be there for people. Yes, obviously we want to give and care and and be there as a support to other people. But you can't do that to the detriment of your own health. And that is it. You can win this conflict because you are aware of it. It's not like I'm telling you anything new. And that's, I think why the five of swords came out, because you are also aware of this energy. So if you're aware of it, start doing stuff for yourself. Like self-love isn't just bath bombs and fucking um, um, pedicures. Yeah. Self-love means boundaries. You know, self-love means no. Yeah. Yeah. No is a full sentence. That's also self-love. Self-love is saying no. Do not say yes when you mean to say no. So that's it um, for the Rider Waite deck. And then for the Say Your Mind affirmation card deck, I know a lot of you have been asking if these affirmation cards are going to come out. Again, I've said there'll be a different version maybe, but not these ones because these ones are for the true OGs. Um, the Say Your Mind affirmation, affirmation card deck I pulled, happiness is my Ross Clark birthright. There is nothing you need to do or anybody you need to be in order to be deserving of happiness. It is your entitlement simply because you, en- you exist. Embrace it. I'll read it again. There is nothing you need to do or anybody you need to be in order to be deserving of happiness. It is your entitlement simply because you exist. Embrace it. What's mad is about these cards is that, like, I don't plan. I literally zone into that space that I have in myself and I shuffle the cards and I pull these cards out and I only start talking about them when I get on the mic yeah when I start speaking fire up on the mic is the only time I start talking about the card so it's not even like I look at it sometimes and I'm like rah god is so good to me because you see how everything aligns because I was literally just telling you Lord, I was just telling you just telling you this like You don't have to do anything to be deserving of love. And that is a message to me, myself, and that me, myself, and that I got uh, uh, in the end. That's what I found out. And it ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, I'm gonna be my own best friend. Sorry, music break. Um, Yeah, you don't have to do anything to be deserving of love. And I think that when you've had love withheld from you, at some point in your life usually during childhood you construct a persona that goes out do you know doing things for others and hoping that they reward you with love but then your that desire within you will always be insatiable because it's from a wound so it's not healthy so you become addicted to doing good acts in, uh, in the hopes that people will view you as a good person when actually that's not how it should work do the good acts do them but do them from a place of hmm, I just wanted to do it like it's not, it's not a thing and sometimes we're not honest with ourselves about the reasons that we're doing things and it's like we're looking for that validation and we're looking for somebody we're looking for people to love us because we are too scared to even love ourselves because ultimately we find ourselves unlovable and that is my real truth like I've been in therapy for so many years now and my new therapist, Emma, bop, bop, Emma, FYI, Emma is going to be taking clients on full time from November. She's not paying me to say this. I just think she's a rascal Clark G. Um, she's going to be taking on clients full time from November. She's, um, if you want to reach her, it's ineedtherapy.co.uk. Um, currently with me, she's doing like FaceTime um, sessions because I've got the Bebe, I've got the Bebe. So um, I'm doing FaceTime sessions with her. But um, so virtually, I guess she can speak to all of you, man, wherever you are. But if you can reach the Nam, if you can reach Peck Nam, you can also see her there at Peckham level. So that's ineedtherapy.co.uk. I mention her because whenever we have our discussions, whenever we have our sessions, at the root of everything still comes back to this child this inner child, this child that felt unloved, this child that felt unprotected, this child that saw that nothing was as it should be and took on more responsibility than she ever, ever needed to take on. And so those patterns still show up now in me as who I am now. Like I feel responsible for things that are essentially out of my control. So, you know, Before I even agreed, for instance, to do that talk with the police, I had to ask myself, who am I doing this for exactly? Because I cannot be single-handedly be responsible for racism in the fucking UK. I cannot single-handedly be responsible for um, um, dismantling, like, or, um, you know... um, fighting police brutality i i'm not capable of that as an individual i'm i can only do what i can do so i had to be real with myself as to the my motivations for doing certain things and that's why sometimes people will reach out and be like can you talk about this can you talk about that and i don't because i can't be everything to everybody and when you try to be you're nobody to yourself and i'm trying to be somebody to me because i've spent so many years of my life being nobody to me you know so I just think that it's important and that's something that I'm practicing. That's my biggest challenge, knowing that I am deserving of happiness, even if I decide to do fuck all, but I'm still working at it because I, I can't sit still. I can't not do anything. Um, so that, yeah, that I just thought that it was good to share that. And then from the Marcella Kroll deck two three cards, try to fly out. And I was like, nah, you don't want me to try and talk about three cards. That's ridiculous. That's an entire fucking episode. So, um, I shuffled again and then two of the three cards that initially flew out came out again like bitch. We said what we said. Read what we've just said. So the first cloud card that flew out was is death and it's number 36 which comes to 9. Then goes back to three. It says, the noticeable end of a cycle or situation, grieving or mourning a loss in order to heal. It is time to watch the old way leave itself in the past, allowing feelings of grief or sadness to move through you with ease. Meditate on this when you want to honor an ending, loss, or letting go in your life with grace. Without death, there is no life, and vice versa. And then the next card that came out with it, like the chronologically like the next card was the 37, courage. And it says here, you are being invited to summon your courage and take the next right action. Drawing this card can be nudging you to let go of any fears you are having and boldly move ahead. This is your moment to seize the day, live your dreams and step forward with confidence. You can meditate on this symbol and mantra whenever you need a boost of encouragement and the symbol is lightning. And it says here, the lightning bolt is a symbol of courage and inspired by a fictional cartoon character and real life character in my life this card is dedicated to one of my first loves Dennis aka Shazam the boy who was never afraid to try something new a forever inspiration on this wild journey of life rest in power so it's interesting that death and courage came out together some of us are so scared to let go of the stories that we know about ourselves. if all the story that you've ever known of yourself is suffering then when this opportunity, like the ace of cups comes through and you're being offered a new way to view yourself. You're being offered the version of you that God sees. It's hard to accept. And I think that that's probably where I find myself in my life. Like God is now through the things that are happening in my life. God is showing me how God sees me. And it's hard to see myself the way God sees me because, again, we go back to that inner child and I'm just like, oh, you know, due to this, um, you know, sexual abuse as a child, due to, you know, the, the living conditions and just how everything, the dynamics was as a child and how lonely I felt. I couldn't possibly be this person that you're showing me that I am or that I you know that I'm growing into. And so it's easier then when, you know, people who knew you while you were working through all of this um, they pipe up or you hear that they're piping up and then saying various things like, oh, but you know, she was mean to me and she was like this and she was like that. You want to go back to those stories because you're just like, you know, that's who I am. And it feels easier to go back to those stories because you're feeling guilty, almost like survivor's guilt. You're feeling guilty about having survived the storm, about having survived a certain type of, I guess, death. But now you're being asked to encounter another death, um, and let that story of you die, And 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 move into the version of you that God has always seen and God has always loved. So even when you've been moving mad, like when I've been moving mad in my 20s and whatever, um, the version of you that you became so accustomed to. But God always knew that you could be more. God is asking you to let that version Die and and embrace the new version that God sees because that is the one that is so divine. The one that you held on to. Well, that was your kind of earthly figuring it out version. Like, embrace the evolution that's happening in your life and let the things, let the old things die. If people want to chat shit, let them chat shit in it because they are the ones that aren't ready for their own growth. And And sometimes when people see you grow, it reminds them of the ways that they haven't grown. So that's why they'll be up, 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 ready to chat shit. And it was interesting because I, it was as I was coming here to record today, I saw this tweet by Mariam Hasner. She's amazing. I really, really like her. Um, and she tweeted, sometimes you really have to let people know, listen, I'm not that person anymore. Others will, resi- re- others will resist seeing your growth because they don't want to look at how they haven't grown. But it's that first bit that caught me that Mariam wrote. Sometimes you have to let people know, listen, I'm not that person anymore. Sometimes, yeah, you're. we're talking about people on the outside, but also maybe we're talking to that person on the inside. And for me, primarily, the people on the outside will not matter if the person on the inside of me knows that I'm not that person anymore. But if I still hold on to those versions of myself um, that I deem unlovable and I keep rehearsing that story, rehearsing that story in myself, when other people reflect that story back to me, then I'm going to obviously believe it and I'm only going to want to focus on that and be like, yeah, well, you know, I ain't shit and um, this and that. But you have to know that you're not that person anymore it was okay to be that person because you were the person that you needed to be to survive, to be the person that you are now, right? So if other people want to waste their time going, well, I knew how to be this, or I knew them to be this, or I knew him to be this, fuck them. Because for them to have, to, for them to be able to spend all of that time talking about who you were and not see who you are, that's their own rascal problem. Like your, your problem is making sure that you know that you're not that person anymore. And that's all that matters. Then all the noise dies down. And that's all you really want for yourself, um, essentially. So that's that for the tarot. Um, I really felt that. I thought that was beautiful. I hope you enjoyed it. And it actually went on for quite a while. But um, maybe I just need to make a tarot podcast. Who knows? But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that tarot I'll probably listen back to it myself and cry my eyes out (laughs) no sometimes like legit I listen back to my own readings and I'm because I've I ultimately believe like my future self is constantly talking to my present self um, and I feel like it's my future self that managed to get me to this point in my life so every point I've wanted to give up my future self is like will give me like an omen and be like carry on so sometimes I do these um, I you know I talk about all of these things on here and as I'm talking about them, I am feeling them. I am I am thinking about them, obviously, because they're coming out of my mouth. But it's only when I listen back to it that I realize how relevant it is to me. And basically, I see this podcast as a love letter to myself. And that's why I wouldn't want to change it for it to be anything else for ratings or for this or for that. Like, it's basically a love letter to myself and for anybody else who vibes with it. That's all I really want it to be. So the same way that, you know, I would want to know about fuckery. I'm talking about the fuckery. And also I'd want to know about the amazing things. I talk about the amazing things, but ultimately it's about talking to the God self uh, or talking through the God self. And that's why the tarot bit is so important to me. So big up all the people that I've seen like the past few weeks um, who have said to me, I've you know, i bumped into them in person and they've emailed and all of that to say that the tarot has really resonated with them. Thank you because it's because of you, man, that I keep it going. So um, that's that. Pretty much now um, let's get into magnificence. So magnificence for this week goes out to Bernadine Evaristo. I spelled her name wrong on Twitter and it's really pissing me off. Cause I forgot one R, but Bernadine um, Evaristo uh, is the first black woman to win the Booker prize in its 50 years of existence or 50 years and 17 years. They'd like break it down differently. Um, and she's doing bits you know, she's doing bits and she deserves the things and she's a novelist and she cares about the black experience, the black woman's experience. And it's a bit of a shame that it took this long for a black woman to win the Booker Prize but it's more of a shame that she had to share the prize with Margaret Atwood who's the one that writes The Handmaid's Tale or whatever the thing that is that you guys watch on wherever you watch it, it's a Netflix or wherever you watch it I don't know, HBO, something um, She had to share the prize and now that pisses me off I know this is magnificence because, but you know book book, big up Bernadine, two slaps on your chest Yes, but why is it that the first time a black woman gets to win the Booker Prize she has to share it with Um, another person shared with a white woman who already won in the year 2000. So why are we now giving it to her again? And how is it that Margaret Atwood was able to be long listed for this prize before her book was even published? I just find it awfully funny, awfully funny. And it's interesting to me, even The Handmaid's Tale, because... Essentially, you're talking about something, this dystopian world that you've created, yeah, where all of these things are happening um, to these white women because you don't seem to involve um, any black women really in your story. So this dystopian world where all of this stuff is happening to white women is funny because it really sounds like from what you've described, the black woman's experience, like lived experience is what you are describing in this dystopian. Imagine if this happened. It is happening. It is happening, babes. It's happening with your long eyebrows. No, sorry. Anyway, it is happening. So I have no beef with Margaret Atwood. I don't have any beef with her. I just think that it's when will white women be able to say, you know what? Let me step aside. Let me step aside on this one. It's, it, it annoys me as much as when Beyonce was went to, meant to win that award and it went to Adele. Adele's a sick singer. Adele's wonderful. But even Adele knew that Beyonce deserved it. So it was be- so it was Adele that now was now on stage saying, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm a be, I'm a hive. I'm part of the hive. I feel like this, you know, goes out to Beyonce and rare, rare because you see the fuckery, and sometimes you, you call it as white women call it when you see the fuckery. Say that you see it, so that we know that we're not mad. Because had I not been well versed at all of this stuff that I'm doing, I could have looked at that situation with Bernadine Everisto and thought, hmm something's off here but I'm sure I'm crazy for thinking that something's off here the first time a black woman is winning the Booker Prize she has to still share it and share the prize money and I see that in the video Margaret Atwood's putting her hand in Bernadine's hair so there was so much violence happening everywhere and I just don't get it like what would it have shaken the table too much for a black woman to just win it on her own would it have I, I don't I don't know for these people I don't know anymore, it it just really bugged me, but anyway, not to even, you know, sour the ting, but then also to sour the ting, because now, all because Margaret Atwood has now been, you know, is a joint winner, allegedly, of this prize, bookstores are only putting out Margaret's book, um, Booker Prize winner, Margaret Atwood, um, the testament, whatever the fuck the book's called, like, they're putting that out, but they're not putting Bernadine's book out. And I think that that's exactly it. So now you're slowly, slowly, people will forget that Bernadine won and they'll only talk about Margaret Atwood. And I'm saying not on my motherfucking watch. You're going to remember that a black woman won that Booker Prize. I'm going to make sure of it because it's just fucking rude at this point. Um, so anyway, Bernadine, you're a baby girl. Congratulations. Bop, bop Two slaps on your chest for winning that. You deserve. You deserve to have had it all to yourself. Well done to you. So that's that for Share Your Magnificence. Going into So You Mad. The first So You Mad this week that I just thought was hilarious was, you know, I try not to talk too much about Kanye West um, because I just think he's got so much going on and I don't know what we can do to help him. It's, It's a tough one with Kanye. It's a tough one because... I know that well I feel like he's not very well so I just try not to take everything that he's doing too seriously but at the same time he is saying some damaging things but anyway what I saw with the the conversation he was having with Kim um I think it was her head of the Met Gala or something and she wanted to wear one kind of outfit and he was basically saying oh as I've grown and evolved and I've done this and I've done that um yeah initially when we got together I did want you to wear all of these sexy outfits and because you had her posing what nude on a motorbike and doing all of these things when you know he was very very happy to also be objectifying her when they got together while denigrating Amber Rose and saying that she smells and whatever he or he had to wash himself after being with her very horrible very misogynoir type comments but anyway so yeah He was very happy to be, um, you know, flaunting Kim K when he first got with her and now he's saying oh now we're gonna almost be on our fourth child or whatever and I just I've changed and I've evolved and so I just think that you need to reflect that with the things that you wear and I just love that Kim was just like you know and I think this is the smartest thing that's ever come out of Kim Kardashian's mouth she said okay but just because you've grown and you've changed in that way doesn't mean that I have and that I need to now catch up with you you know and I just thought Kim well done because a ap- as annoying as I find her to be, as much of a culture vulture as I find her to be, as violent as I find her to be towards black women, I just think that that was a statement that we all need to recognize. You can be on your journey, my G, and we can be in relation, right? But I do not have to come and join you where you are because, baby boy, I'm not ready, yeah if when i get there if and when i get there i'll see you but until and if i get there we'll see each other as we are now and i just think men like kanye are so interesting to me the very thing that you got with me for cuz he was very much boasting about how sexy she was and how and um, when i think this was before north was born he was so excited because north was going to look like her and rare 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 but i'm just like do you know how much money she spent how much money Kim has spent to look like Kim. Even Kim doesn't look like Kim. Yeah. So how is North going to look like Kim? Because you do understand that plastic surgery isn't on a cellular level. Like it's, it's not going to be passed on to North, but obviously North is gorgeous, but it just, it was just a very weird statement that he was already sexualizing or objectifying his own daughter. But um, yeah, he was very, very happy to her for her to be all of these things and be sexy and hyper sexy and all of that. But then, now that he's decided that he wants to be doing his Sunday service, or whatever the fuck that demonic thing is that he's doing, um, he's decided that he's doing that, and so now she needs to fall in line, fuck you, let women be who they were when you met them, and my mum's always saying this, you know me today, do not now claim tomorrow that you didn't know me, like, you knew me as I am today, why are you trying to change me into being something else, like, if you don't like it, lump it, Yeah, you shouldn't have gotten with the person in the first place. And if you got with them at a certain stage of your growth and you've realized that maybe you've outgrown that thing, It's up to you. Do you accept that you are at two different levels of growth or do you leave? You've got to choose one because what you're not going to do is try to shame somebody else for not being where you're at or feel like you can drag them or change them to be where you want them to be or feel like you can resent them the entire time for not being who you feel that they should be. You've got to make that choice, but leave other people the fuck alone. So as much as Kim jars me, for the first time I kind of looked at it and I thought, you know what? I don't... uh, It's so hard to say this. Kim, (coughs) my God. Mm. Let me try again. Kim is, (coughs) oh my God. (coughs) Kim is right. (coughs) Oh God. Mm, I got it out. (coughs) Kim is right. I've said it and I just want to move on and I never want to talk about it again. So the next thing on So You Mad, again with men and wildness, but not so much the man in question. So Perry Shake Straton, a baby girl, is um, obviously married. She's married to her husband, Mike, who is also an athlete. And he was on Big Brother Nigeria. Um, he was a runner-up. He did really, really well, managed to stay the whole time. And he came across so well on TV. And I, I feel like the Nigerians took to him. What got me is that when he came out... Um, of the Big Brother house and he was interviewed, the one headline that the Nigerian newspapers wanted to run is um, why Mike didn't cheat on his wife. And I just thought, why must Nigerians continue to be mad? I know that the world is mad, but Nigerians move on a certain level of madness that I just don't feel like I will ever, ever understand. Of all the stories you could have run, as if it's a big deal, as if it's the biggest deal in the world that a married fucking man chose not to cheat on the wife that he chose to marry, it's like it blew the minds of Nigerians like, "Ah, uh-uh. he doesn't have girlfriend, he doesn't have girlfriend, he doesn't even have one kind small friend like that. No, no, because not everybody gives into their wanton desires the same way that you all seem to do. Not everybody wants to move mad. You know, some people actually take vows and mean them. I know it sounds really wild, but some people just do. So I just found that story very, very interesting. And also how it's like, it's the the cheating is for the man to do because the woman's just lucky that she's got a man. Obviously, Perry wasn't doing anything wild, but imagine if perry was but you're still out here believing that oh she's just waiting waiting and hoping for her man to come out oh god it's just women are so underestimated and i just find it really really crazy it's just it's just stupid but big up mike for coming across so well um on big Brother nigeria and big up perry for just being a baby girl um and yeah no big ups to was it punch or whatever the fuck ran that article no big ups to them because it's, it's ridiculous and, and that's how we continue to perpetuate this toxic masculinity bullshit that I'm just not with so that's that for that section and I think my last so you mad is I mean it could have easily been a suck your mum um Gina Rodriguez aka Jane the Virgin or Jane the nigger nigger with an a. Oh my god I remember when I went to go and do my first um paid like role like a well-paid role when I went to go and do an iron brew advert in Cape Verde and when we got to Cape Verde and um, we were being driven to the beach where we would um film the advert and this guy that was driving us so I uh, I, d- I wouldn't say he was white but he wasn't Um, maybe he was Latino. I don't know, but he was from America and he was on this Christian mission, whatever they call them, um, people. Um, he was there in Cape Verde at the time and he was working there in the Marine site or whatever. And I remember he was driving us and he was playing a song and somebody said, Oh, it's just said the N word. And he goes, Oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. Because, you know, I've got a lot of black friends and they, Basically, say that the differences like, are you saying nigger with like an ER or are you saying nigger with an A? So it kind of it's different, you know? So I feel like you can kind of sing along to songs and it's not a problem because you're not like saying nigger, but you're saying nigger. And I just think <laughs> I remember sitting in the back back of the truck thinking, <laughs> because of this explanation that you wanted to do, you've now said nigger 12 times. Wow. It, it blew my mind, but I just feel like that's what we've got from Gina Rodriguez. So I'm just glad that I managed to watch Jane the Virgin all the way through before she really escalated in her wild behavior, because she's been gearing towards it for some time. But I've always kind of brushed it off because I'm just like, maybe she's just one of those, like, tone-deaf sort of people, like, I, I won't take it, um, personally, but she kept moving mad, kept moving mad, kept moving mad, until we got to where we got to last week, where she's got an Instagram video that she's posted herself, of herself, singing along to Fuji's and then she says, um, um, rare, rare, niggers give me hibbie um, jeebies and she really wanted, she mumbled pretty much all the other words, except to when she got to niggers give me hibbie um, jeebies and I just thought, uh, so it's not even like someone made the video of you, you made the video of yourself on Instagram stories, and then you posted it, so now when she was getting the backlash, she now came back and made another video, and I think that video annoyed me more, because she was just like, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I offended anyone, and I can't fucking stand when people apologize with an if, no, you offended me, claim the offense, don't not be doing if I offended anyone, you're a dickhead, you're a dickhead for that, like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous, you definitely know that you offended someone, so claim it, and stop moving mad, she's like, I'm sorry if I offended anybody, um, you know, I just, I've grown up with the Fugees, I love the song, so I'm sorry if I, um, offended anybody by, like, singing along to it, no, you didn't offend people by singing along to the song, you fucking dickhead, you offended people by the words that you said, and you know it's the word, you know it's not the song, so why are you trying to play around, like, it's the song that's the problem, it's, It's just extremely, extremely, extremely wild to me Like I don't get how she rationalized that to herself And thought, yeah, well, that's the reason That they're all mad at me And that's what I'm going to stick to it's even her facial expression, like, I watched her facial expression, and she's like, I just don't want to fucking be doing this, I don't want to apologize, because ultimately, I'm not sorry, and we know, we know you're not sorry, we can tell, so I wouldn't have bothered with the apology in the first place, and basically, people started making memes of that, and joking about, and joking about with that as well, because, like, don't bother, I know that other people have said, given apologies in the past, and they haven't meant it either, but, oh, I don't even know which way I feel about it. Maybe I actually like the fact that she was so not bothered about that apology and she made it clear that she actually didn't want to be making it anyway, but since she has to, fine, I'm saying it, sorry, I guess, if you're offended, I guess, even though I don't see what you're offended about, because I was just singing along to a song. And and then other people are obviously piping up, as they always do, to say, yeah, I mean, I don't really see the issue, because, you know, black people gave the world niggas when they started singing it and putting it in hip-hop songs, and we we just want to sing along to the songs you cannot dictate the way that people reclaim a word, I have no personal relationship with the word nigger, I don't bother with it, I don't even tend to sing along with it when I hear it in songs, but that's just a personal preference, I just don't give a shit, but, um, and I don't feel like it fits into the way that I naturally talk, Um, as a black British girl, like as a Londoner, it doesn't really fit into how I chat, so I don't tend to use it, but, um, if other people want to use it, other black people want to use it, that is their prerogative. You will now not come with yourself and be like, well, cause it's in a song I'm going to use it. No, the fuck you're not. Shut your mouth. Either don't sing along to it or go and listen to a new genre of music. Fuck off. But then she came back later to come and give another apology because obviously she got dragged and then somebody had to write. I don't think that they even explained to her. I think somebody had to write for her the proper apology. Um, and they said, Yo, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm embarrassed by my behavior. No, you're not. No, you're not. Cause you knew what you were doing. And when you came for your first apology you knew what you were doing it's like I'm so sorry I'm embarrassed by my behavior I think she said something like I hold the community of color close to my heart who's the community of color you could say nigger but now you can't say black people so you could go all the way to nigger but you can't say black but now you're doing community of color do I look like a power ranger Red ranger, yellow, Tyrannosaurus red, Sabretooth tiger. Do I look like a fucking Power Ranger or do I look like a Powerpuff girl? What community of color are you fucking talking about? Call it as you saw it when you said nigger, you should have gone one down, black, yeah, you, you could, you could, you could say black, and so that's when they start now pretending like they don't know what word to use anymore, well, since I can't say nigger, I don't know what I can say anymore, you've been told what you can say, but you're being deliberately obtuse, you know what you can say, you're just being a dickhead, yeah, stop it, so I'm just glad I finished Jane the Virgin, but I will not plan to watch anything else that that girl is in, because she's so annoying, and the only Gina I recognize, it's obviously just Jean, book, book. But. but also if we're talking about actors, Gina, that was um, in, that's Jessica Pearson from The Suits and she's got her own show now. I just haven't been able to watch it, Pearson. So I'm going to get into that. So that's that for So You Mad this week. And then I'm going to move into, finally, Straw of the Week. Straw of the Week is really quick, aka Suck Your Mum. Julia Hartley Brewer is a dickhead. Um, because even the way she re- refers to herself as a journalist is really, really funny to me. But um, anyway, I get invited to her show um, often and I'm just like, look, I'm not interested. I have no interest in coming on that woman's show. She's she's a fool. Recently, she put up a screenshot of the fact that Diane Abbott has blocked her on Twitter and she's, she wrote something along the lines of, I don't see, you know, I, I it's... I'm sad or whatever that Diane Abbott has blocked me. I'm disappointed that Diane Abbott would block me um, just because I've mocked her, but I've only ever mocked her when she's made a um, um, a, a mistake. Um, it's not like I've been out here abusing her. So if she's blocking people, what if she gets into power? Is this how she's going to behave by um, blocking out journalists? First of all, bitch, you're not a journalist. So I don't even know why you're using big words for your small self. Um... Secondly, black women have the right to protect their space in whichever way they feel to, yeah? She doesn't have to, because she's she's in public office, she doesn't have to see the things that you want to write about her and I guess that her team manages her page from what I've heard so even her team don't want to see the fuck shit that you've got to say about her why do you think that black that black women owe you their time and owe you their space if I want to block you motherfucker I'll block you and I don't even care if I'm the Ross Clark queen of England I'll block you and nobody will tell me any different okay and it's like this incredible league of pussy Clark white women Jess Phillips um her Fiona Bruce um who constantly try to gaslight Diane Abbott and make her feel like she's either stupid or just like worth mockery. And it really aggravates me because you man aren't smart yourselves, you know, and you just haven't, you haven't encountered the right one, or in this case, you haven't encountered the wrong one. FYI, me, yeah? Because the way, the energy that you guys give, Diane Abbott, I promise you, if you ever brought it in my direction, Ooh, Lordy, I'll slap you so hard. Ooh, Lordy, I'll cuss you so hard. You'll never have been cussed the way that I'll cuss you. Ooh. That was was a moment of inspiration. Oh, my God. Honestly, I will drag you for filth. Because Diane Abbott can't do it because she's got to be well-mannered, well-presented, I don't have to be any of those fucking things. I will say whatever the fuck I want to say, and I'll tell you about your pussies to your faces. So... Diane Abbott, continue to block people. I'm sure you don't listen to this podcast, Diane Abbott, but continue to block people should you ever hear this. Continue to block these dry pussy gal. Continue to block them because they're taking the piss. You have every right to protect your peace, in peace, and to not have to tolerate the nonsense that these nonsensical women want to say about you. You don't have to put up with the bullshit. You do not have to at all um, so that's that, like I said, so Julia Hartley Brewer, whatever she calls herself, straw for you to suck your mother, and I feel like this isn't even the first time I've given you a straw on this show, but here's another straw to suck your mother with, and I hope you choke, um, and then Extinction Rebellion decided to move wild and put themselves, at Canning Town Station, um, to disrupt the tube service, um, the transport service last week, because, you know, they're protesting climate change, and I just think it's interesting the way that they are able to disrupt so much of our lives, which I don't mind, like, protest is part of, you know, disruption is part of protest, so that's not even my issue with it, my issue with it is that when Black Lives Matter was doing what they were doing, yeah, they were, basically branded as a terrorist organization but Extinction Rebellion what because they're white middle class people they're not branded the same way in fact they're even going around giving flowers to policemen after they've been arrested and things like that and I just think wow oh look how how cute oh oh look how cute that you can like collaborate with the police in that way police came out in riot gear when they had to interact with Black Lives Matter protesters. But when it's you, man, oh no, it's fine. Oh no, let's just, in fact, let's just be around them so they can do what they're doing. So I'm glad that the protesters, the ones of you that didn't hear word when the rest of you said that you don't want to be involved with disrupting train services. I love that the ones of you that decided that you were going to go and do it anyway, you got dragged the fuck off the top of the tube and you got clarted because that's what you deserve. You need hot slaps to get common sense into that brain of yours. Good. But then they were online talking about, oh, you know, Rosa Parks decided that she was going to stand up for this and that. And, you know, that's what we're doing. And I'm so fucking tired of white um, protesters, organizations, always bringing up black people um, when they want to justify what they're doing. Vegans will do it about, oh, slavery and compare it to eating meat and now Extinction Rebellion have come with their white middle class selves um, to compare themselves to Rosa Parks do you not understand what segregation was do you not understand what the slave trade was do you not understand what like apartheid and colonisation was no you don't you don't understand the severe violence that was inflicted on black people on their bodies you don't understand it so you don't understand the magnitude of what Rosa Parks did that day and then Rosa Parks got fucking arrested and I'm sure she wasn't treated as nicely as the policemen treated you when you were arrested for all the things that you were doing yeah and the fact is climate change is likely to affect disproportionately more so the people in the global south which are like black and brown people they're more likely to suffer the effects of climate change but you know what they've still got to fucking go to work so you putting yourself at canning town station knowing that most of the people that are probably going to be traveling through there aren't of your demographic it's very It's very, very, very violent, very violent and very stupid. If you wanted to go and disrupt and cause problems in the city, go to the city. Yeah, with your suited and booted people. You didn't need to now come and bring it to people who, some of them are on zero hour contracts or what, they're not gonna get paid fully that week because they weren't able to get on the tube because you fucking disrupted it, you fucking dickheads. Think more about the things that you're doing. It's not just about you. You can take the time off work because mummy and daddy have probably given you a trust fund or you are the mummy and daddy with the trust fund. Like, you can do that. Certain of us people out here can't do that. So we need to be able to make it to the places that we're gonna be able to pay our bills with. Yeah, so keep your nonsense over there, over there, and keep black protesters' names out of your fucking mouth, because you don't have the range, you're not on the same, you are not on the same level, your hairline's wonky, you don't wash your legs, please stay in your lane, okay, thank you, and like I said, all of you suck your mums with a paper straw, so it can protect the environment, so we can, you know, tackle climate change, how about that, that's it, that's all I wanted to say, yeah, but I'm just going to end it there because I feel like I've cussed enough. Um, that's it for this week of Say Your Mind. I have been Kelechi Okofor. And like I said, this has been S-Y-M, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your mum. Woo! So you can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Collection of Cough. And like I said, remember to rate and review the podcast, and remember to keep tweeting about the thing. I love hearing your feedback and what you're enjoying and what's got you thinking and all of them things there. So hopefully I'll catch you next week. Um, stay moisturized and stay cute. Peace. It's the Ben Brunani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this if you Sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea yeah, we are go sipping your oh, hard time calling for your long droids you might learn something you never know can let you find and she's one of a kind on say you mind say you mind